Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Happy New Year, everybody. As the new year approaches, many of us are starting to think about the changes we want to make in our lives. As pilots, we have a unique set of challenges and opportunities that we can address through all of our resolutions. Depending on who you are, you may set resolutions, you may not set resolutions. You just want to be a better person in the next year. And today we're going to talk about some of the things that Carson and I both want to do to be better people and be better pilots in the next year. As pilots, we always want to be better. And a good pilot, even with every rating like Brandon, who has everything except ATP, will still admit that they do not know everything. And I believe every pilot should make a plan for the next year to improve their flying skills. And it can involve anything like taking additional training courses, practicing emergency procedures, or simply spending more time in the cockpit. And while it took a lot of work to get here, I still have a lot more training beyond my private pilot certificate, and I have a lot to come. So in 2023, I want to add on my instrument rating, ground instructor certificate, and multi-engine rating. I want to be able to say, and I'm Carson Vasquez, an instrument-rated private pilot and ground instructor. Uh, to our intros, Brandon has a couple extra things, and I want to add on some extra stuff to mine. So, Brandon, how do you plan on improving your flying skills in 2023? So, I want to do quite a few things. Uh, in 2022, I went and took my CTP course in Dallas, and uh, and that's the first requirement to go get your ATP. So, I definitely want to get ATP multi-engine, which is why I went and took that course, uh, the requirement course. So, I need to go past my ATP written still. I should have that done probably any day now. I've been kind of chipping away at Shepard Air quite a bit, kind of every night, but I just absolutely hate these written tests, just like most of us do. I've been trying to get it done, but just I my eyes glaze over after like five to 10 minutes of reading these horrible questions. So I want to get my ATP uh, multi-engine rating, which I can do pretty quickly. I've already trained several uh, ATP students, uh, kind of with aircraft familiarization, because there's no real sign-off needed for an ATP checkride. Uh, but I've done that quite a bit uh, in the past, and I want to finally have my ATP rating. That way I don't kind of feel like a fraud. I know all the stuff for ATP rating, I just, I just don't have it. Next year, I want to get that first and foremost. And then after I get that, I want to add the ATP rating to all of my ratings, which will actually require me to take one more written test, unfortunately, for single engine, I believe. And then I can add it for myself on the icon because I have enough hours. But I think the real challenge is would actually be me trying to add that ATP rating onto multi-engine C because you have to have, I believe, 25 hours PIC time um, multi-engine C before you can take that out on rating. And it's like $600 an hour plus an instructor. And I would need like 20 hours more. So it's really, really expensive. I mean, it's like another 20 grand. So that one I might not be able to pull off. But if I can find some friends that have multi-engine seaplanes and I can get some hours uh, for fuel, or if any of you guys have one, please let me know. I'll come fly out. We can go have a great time. Just let me know. You can trade some hours in the icon for it. Oh, I'm so down for that. Anybody has a uh, multi-engine seaplane and want to trade some hours in the icon, let's do it. That would be a blast. Uh, besides that, I want to uh, I want to fly skis. Uh, I know it's not an endorsement or a rating or anything like that, but I really, really, really want to fly an airplane on skis and land on some snow. I think that would be a blast. And uh, I wanted to do it last year. It's just time didn't really allow. And then obviously snow melts and you run out of time. So I'd like to do that. And I believe that spring is the time to do it, but I need to double check that. So this is podcast is a good reminder of me uh, needing to check and see when ski season is for airplanes because we don't have a ski season in Southern California. We barely have winter here. And then uh, I want to be a better tailwheel pilot. I'm not a very good tailwheel pilot. I'm 
would say I'm okay at it. I know how to fly it. I have the rating. I'm just not, I'm not proficient in it. I, I'm current, and, but I'm just not proficient. So I want to become proficient in a tailwheel. I actually just got notification about 10 minutes before we started this podcast that uh, a tailwheel that I bought that I had no idea how I was going to get here. I figured I was going to get in a few weeks is actually on the way here right now. It left Florida and it's already over Texas uh, or New Mexico as I'm I'm writing this right now, uh, or we're talking about this right now. So I'm really excited that this airplane is almost here, and uh, the pilots get to come to our pilot Christmas party tomorrow now because of it. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. And then I also want to get a type rating uh, in some type of jet. So I'm not sure what that'll be, uh, but I really definitely want to get a type rating. I think that would be a blast. And uh, maybe I can get a type rating in multi-engine C. Maybe if I can, I can get some more uh, hours in that uh, that Albatross. That would be pretty neat. So I'll talk to them and see see what they have planned for the next year. But that might be my way to get a type rating and my ATP multi-engine C. You can tell the difference between Brandon and I. I'm trying to work on my instrument, and he has all these awesome plans. And it's kind of what we talk about. With the more ratings you get, the more opportunities you unlock. And when you get pretty much everything except ATP. You have a lot of opportunities. You can go fly a plane with skis. You can go get your tailwheel. Uh, you can get after a private pilot, but it just takes experience to get all these things. Going on with our list, another huge one for me, no pun intended, is losing weight and prioritizing my physical health. Being a pilot can be a really demanding job, and taking care of ourselves can really just help us perform our best. As a pilot, physical health can involve things like exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, and taking breaks when you need it, and getting healthy and fit Pretty common New Year's resolution. We all know that. It's when gyms get the busiest uh, for a reason because everyone wants to get better. But it can be a little bit extra for pilots. So at a minimum, losing weight as a pilot means you have a little extra space in the cockpit, a little more useful load for fuel and cargo, and even bending over for a pre-flight isn't such a struggle. And on a larger scale, uh, again, no pun intended, staying fit is a necessity for pilots to keep your medical. And it's something that I talked to a lot of student pilots about is you don't want to be worried when you go in for a medical that you might lose it. So Because staying healthy can ward off a lot of cardiac issues, diabetes, even vision problems. And all these things are stuff that you have to avoid to maintain your medical and stay in the air. So I know my goals are going to the gym you know, as often as I can in 2023. Uh, I've already started now. But what are your physical health goals for 2023, Brandon? Well, I've got a, a couple of them, actually. As you know, I work a ton. And I always, I always give the excuse that I never have time to go to the gym, which to be honest, I probably don't, but I just have to make the time. Just if you want anything in your life and you want to make the time to do it, um, during 2020, I gained like 25 to 30 pounds. So I definitely want to get rid of that for sure. It's just stress and stress eating and, and stress drinking wine because there's nothing to do in the world. Those things just, just happened in 2020. And, uh, since then I eat a little healthier, don't drink as much wine because there's no pandemic, which is nice, right? But I want to get rid of that 25 to 30 pounds, that's for sure. And I think I want to go to like a boxing gym, actually. I want to learn to maybe do some boxing. And I just feel like it's something I don't know anything about. And every time I find something that I don't know anything about, I can normally focus on it when I'm doing it. Uh, because I remember when I first started learning how to fly, I, I loved learning how to fly and like soloing, especially after my private pilot. I loved going up in the pattern just at night after the, like the most stressful day at work, which that's maybe contra contradictory to the I'm safe checklist. But I, I would go after work and I would just go for a couple laps in the pattern by myself. I wasn't going with anybody. I was just by myself and it was either at dusk or just at night. 
the moment I got on the ground, I felt just freed. I felt like my mind was freed. I felt like my body was de-stressed. I felt all these things. And it was like my stress reliever, which in a good way, that was kind of my medicine uh, for whatever the day the day brought in. So I think that maybe going to like a gym um, and a boxing gym at that would give me that new sense of, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to have to focus here and I can release the stresses of the day. So I think that would be a really neat thing for me to do. And I think it would make me lose weight pretty quick because every boxer I've ever seen um, is like dripping sweat. So therefore they're burning some calories and they're moving around fast, um, which is really neat. And also to keep your, I'm, I'm the older I get, the closer I am to, uh, to needing to get a, a new, uh, a new medical once a year or once every other year, depending on what I want. So I don't want to have to worry every time I go to get a new medical. Uh, I just passed my first class, uh, again, just a month or two ago, maybe two months ago, three months ago. I'm not sure, but I just passed that, but I don't want to worry the next time I go, the older I get, the older we all get, the more health problems we can have. So we definitely need to kind of stave off any, any bad things that we're, we're putting in our body and, and going through and make sure that we stay healthy for that next medical. And that way I continue flying and, and continue flight training with my friends and family and, and doing all the things I really love and enjoy. And also I can meet my crazy goals of getting the four ATP ratings and, and uh, flying on floats or sorry, flying on skis, stuff like that. So that's what I really want to do for my new year's resolution. And I know staying healthy is a, is a pretty broad goal. Um, it may not look like it anymore, but actually I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. So there's no way you're a black belt in Taekwondo. How did I not know this? This is this is news to me. I mean, I've known Carson for several years now, and I had no idea he knew how to fight. Like, now I'm a little more afraid of him. I wasn't afraid at all. Now I'm afraid of black belt in Taekwondo. Here's, here's, a, here's something I've never told you either. Um, I took uh, Taekwondo as well, and I never even got my white belt. I did. Uh, I had really trouble because they made you count to 10, like the first few lessons. And uh, I couldn't do that in a different language for some reason when I was like eight years old. So. Congratulations, Carson. I can't believe that you, maybe you can teach me Taekwondo. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually just, we, we always talked about airplanes. It never came up. <laughs> but maybe we don't joke about firing Carson anymore from the podcast. So, you know, a little afraid. Yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more afraid to fire Carson from the podcast. Uh, maybe he'll fire me instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I still remember how to count to 10 in, uh, in Korean. Translation is probably not great, in the, uh, but I think I can still do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it after. I don't want to get everyone to hear it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, another really important resolution that pilots should have is staying up to date with the industry developments. And for example, I've met quite a few pilots, uh, even to this day. I met one last week and they just don't keep up to date or they're coming back into aviation. And the question that kind of really tells me where they're at is what is ADSB? So for some student pilots, of course, for most student pilots, uh, they probably don't know what it is until they get through some ground or some, through some training. And for some older pilots, though, people coming back into aviation, I, I can kind of tell where they're at just by that question alone. It's been in place for two years now. Um, but when they come in asking what it is and what the requirements are for it, that lets me know where we're at and where they need to get, kick off from. And keeping up to date can really be as simple as reading the first page of the FAR AIM. So every year the new FAR AIM comes out and the, one of the first pages, I think it's page one, two or three, has a list of everything that's changed in the book. So pretty much everything new that's applicable to you and, you know, what, what's changed. Um, and ADSB was on that first page a couple of years ago. But just reading that first page will tell you a lot of what you need to know. And it can also be as easy as just scrolling through some aviation pages, aerospace company pages, even the FAA pages on social media. All those pages just have little updates, things here and there. 
Um, but everyone likes scrolling on social media, so it's not really a hard task for you to keep up with that. And for me, next year, I'm planning on attending the uh, Flight School Association of North America. They have an annual conference every year, and I'm planning on going this year. Uh, Sun and Fun is going to be my first time. And, of course, EAA AirVenture in Oshkosh. Last year is my first time going. And the amount of things I learned just walking around is incredible. Hanging out with pilots, talking to pilots. You know, everyone has something to teach you, and going to Oshkosh is no different. There's always something to learn. Uh, just walking around, asking questions, even going to the uh, the Boeing booth and Piper, going to see their displays and just talk. It was awesome. So, Brandon, I know we have a lot of similar plans, but what are you doing to stay up to date this year? Yeah, I'm actually doing most of the same stuff as you and uh, going with you, actually, to a lot of those uh, events. I'm going to uh, Fasana for sure. I'm going to Fasana. Um, I believe uh, we may even talk or I may talk in a uh, in a panel there with Stratus, which would be really, really neat and talk about about students ways they can get funding and financing for their flight training, which they're the people who sponsor this. So I'm really thankful for them and happy to help. Uh, outside of that, uh, I'm definitely going to Oshkosh. Every year we go to Oshkosh. Um, I've gone to Oshkosh almost every year or every year since I think 2014. I love it. It's my getaway. Uh, this year, it might ruin it just a little bit because uh, we're going to be working inside the uh, Stratus booth a little bit, I think. So uh, that'll be uh, be interesting, uh, not just playing the entire six or seven days that I'm there, but uh, but working a little. Actually, it'll probably be refreshing. I do love working, so <laughs> I'm always I'm always doing something. And then uh, we're definitely, I know that uh, Stratus is going to Sun and Fun. I think you're going there with Stratus too. Uh but I don't know if I'm going to Sun and Fun yet. It kind of depends. I've got some scheduling conflicts. So if I do go, I might show up for a day or so. But uh, but I'd love to go catch up with a bunch of my friends. And uh, I know my buddy Mike Harris, who's got the Why We Fly podcast, he he normally goes and he's got a bunch of friends there. So I'm hoping I can connect with him him there as well. It'll be it'll be a good time. Outside of that, uh, I I want to do I want to get more engaged with some other organizations like AOPA and EAA. I want to really get engaged with them and kind of make make a, a brand presence for myself and and our podcast in addition. I want to do those types of things in our industry. It's just a little bit different than than yours, but it's still very similar. Um, I obviously keep keep track of what the new trends are in in aviation and and teaching and training. A lot of them still are kind of the same stick and rudder basic skills, but they didn't make any ACS changes this year, which was nice, um, like some years past. Uh, but I, I normally try to stay up to date on all those things as well um, as a flight instructor, and I want to make sure I become a better better person, better instructor, things like that. Yeah, there is a lot to keep up on, either within organizations or within all of aviation, dealing with the FAA, pretty much everyone. Everyone changes every year, and you want to change every year, too. You just want to be a better person. And in addition to the specific resolutions that we have, it's also important for pilots to set goals that are meaningful and achievable. And although it's absolutely possible, I'm not going to do it this year, uh, but you know, I'm not setting that goal to go from private pilot to MEI, because I know personally, I just don't have the time to dedicate to that type of program. But some specific targets and goals, such as completing a certain number of flight hours and monthly goals of achieving certain hours um, or overall goals to achieve a certain certification, that is attainable and actionable. So whatever your resolution may be, it's important to have a plan and keep consistently working towards them. Don't just make it a January resolution. It's for all 2023. And as we start the new year, we hope that these suggestions will inspire some meaningful resolutions as a pilot. And we wish you all the best in achieving your goals in the coming year. And we can't wait to take that ride with you. 
Absolutely, Carson. A lot of those things are actionable and attainable. Whenever I start out with something new in the new year or new month or new project, whatever it is, um, I use something called a SMART goal. Um, and SMART goals are very smart, by the way. Uh, they're specific. They're measurable. They're achievable. They're realistic and timely. If you set a goal that's a SMART goal, there's no reason why you should not achieve it because you already have um, – you already have everything you need and you've already thought through that goal and why it's attainable. Um, can it be what's called a BHAG, a big, hairy, uh, audastic goal? Yes, it can, but you can make it happen. So go figure out what your BHAG in aviation is and go make your smart goal and become a better, better person and better pilot uh, for the new year. 2023 is going to be a fantastic one. If you'd like to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at Twitter or Instagram. You can reach me at Mr. Martini guy, or you can reach Carson at Carson underscore AV 17. And as we wrap up for the year, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride. See ya.